Well, I want you to pray with me as we prepare for our Torah study. Would you join me? Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech ha'olam, asher kitshenu b'misvatah v'tivanu la'asok b'divrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. There are times when we want to move forward, but it seems we can't until we revisit some issue, some important issue. And that revisitation actually gives us a new opportunity a new opportunity about how to handle things, how to respond to things. And these new opportunities will bring growth to us, maturity to us, renewal and freedom. So if you're the kind of person that really wants to grow, you really want to become stronger in God, you may find yourself having to revisit something that you either forgot about or thought was long settled. How many have had that kind of experience already? You, you can relate to this. Well, last week we read in the Torah portion that Jacob had a wonderful encounter with the Lord. And as a result of that, he said to the Lord, you will be my God. And now many years later, he's, he's appearing again in Genesis 35. That's the chapter we want to look at today. You can turn there. He has gone to Haran, he's gotten married, he's had children, his uh, baby Joseph, Yosef, was born, and now he's heading back to the promised land, and he's coming with his wife, Rachel, and his other wife, Leah, and I can tell you, I don't recommend two wives. One is enough. One is good. One is great. Genesis 35, verse 1, we're going to see how the Lord is really holding Jacob to that promise that he made. The Lord said to Jacob, arise, go up to Bethel. Bethel. What does Bethel mean? House of God, that's right. And dwell there. That was the place where Jacob had that very wonderful encounter with the Lord, and he marked the place by setting a stone as a monument. And make an altar there to the Lord who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. So the Lord is uh, remembering this as a time of escape, if you will. Jacob, do you remember when you felt threatened by your brother? So, and how I appeared to you? And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, now look at this, put away the foreign gods that are among you, purify yourselves and change your clothes. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel and I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the way which I have gone. And so they gave Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands and the earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob buried them under the terebinth tree. That's one translation. Another translation is under the pistachio tree, which was by Shechem. And they, while they were traveling, a terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. 
So this is a time when the Lord is, is calling Jacob to move forward with him. He's calling him to fulfill his commitment to God. And part of his commitment was, Lord, you're going to be my Lord. I'll have no other gods before you, just, just you. And yet, Jacob had been with, with people who had idols. They had idols to foreign gods. They, uh, they were mixed in their way of serving the Lord. And Jacob tolerated that in his own life with them. And I think this is the end of the Lord's patience. The Lord is putting it on Jacob's heart and says to him, it's time to get rid of everything. Maybe you've had a situation like that in your life where uh, you had some sense that it's time to get rid of something in your life. Maybe that's been with you for a long time. Maybe that uh, you've tolerated or, or ignored. So it's time. It's time to get rid of the idols. And remember who brought these idols. First of all, it was Rachel. It was Rachel, the uh, the beloved wife of Jacob. So he was, he was at this moment going to be strong as a believer for the good even of his own wife. And he says to her, and he says to everyone in his household, it's time to get rid of everything that you brought. Get rid of the idols, the foreign gods. And I want you to notice something. There's not a lot of analysis here. This is a Nike moment. You know what I mean by that? Just do it. And he's not explaining a whole lot. He's not explaining his own processes. He's not explaining to everybody everything. He's just saying, it's time to do it. And in his clarity, he's saying, these are foreign gods. Say that with me, foreign gods. And he knows it's time to put away foreign gods. It's time for everybody to put them away. Not a, not, a, not a lot of analysis, just real simplicity. And I have found that, that there are times in life when we just need to be really simple. We need to not make things too complicated for us. Uh, we don't want to suffer from the paralysis of analysis. Do you know what I mean by that? where you spend so much time thinking about, like, how did this happen? Why is this? You know, you think it through so much, you don't spend effort doing. So Jacob did what he was called to do. He did what was uh, clearly on his heart, and he is now wholehearted in his desire to go forward with the Lord. When, let me read to you another translation. This is from David Stern's translation, uh, which is an adaptation from the Jewish Publication Society version in, published in 1917, but he's added some new dimensions to it. It says, Then Yaakov said to his household and all the others with him, this is chapter 35, verse 2, Get rid of the foreign gods that you have with you. Say these two words with me. Get rid. Get rid. Get rid. And then these, 
Next two words, purify yourselves. Say those, that with me, purify yourselves. And then the next one, put on fresh clothes. And say this, fresh clothes. And then I like this translation, we're going to move on and go up to Bethel. There I will build an altar to God who answered me when I was in such distress and stayed with me wherever I went. And they gave Yaakov all the foreign gods in their possession, the earrings they were wearing, and Yaakov buried them. Say that with me. Buried them under the pistachio tree near Shechem. Get rid. Purify. Freshen up. And then he says, we're going to move on. And there's this sense that it's time to put all that stuff behind It's time to move on. And if they carry everything with them that they brought, all these foreign gods, you know what? They're not moving on. They are moving forward in terms of a map, but they're not really making progress in terms of their spiritual life. And Jacob's ready for progress. Move on. How how do you say forward in Hebrew when you're trying to charge forward? Kadima, that's right. And, and so Jacob's got a, like a Kadima moment that's driving him. Let's move forward. Let's, let's look ahead. We don't want to be stuck back there. And these foreign gods keep us stuck. We want to keep going. It's time to, to act. And so those three details are really important and because they prepare us to move on. The first detail is get rid that's an action. Uh, what is it that we're holding on to? What is it that, that we need to bury? For each of us, we've got to ask this question and, and answer this question. And getting rid is much more aggressive than letting go. It's, it's much more active. You probably heard this phrase, let go and let God. And there's kind of a passivity that's built into that. You know, sort of go passive, don't try to make things happen. This is very different. Get rid of these things. Get rid, be active about it. Then the next part is uh, purify, purify yourselves. He could have, it could be translated this way, clean up. It's time to clean up. In terms of holiness, The holiness of God sets the standard, not the culture that we're in, not just what's normal for the people around us. It was normal for all these folks to have idols of foreign gods. It was normal. At the same time that they're saying that they're following the Lord. It was normal. It was familiar to them. It was uh, acceptable to them. But was it acceptable to the Lord? No, it wasn't. It wasn't good in God's eyes, and Jacob comes to grips with that because his his grandfather, Abraham, was was known to be someone who took a position against idols. And now he's moving forward in that. It's time to clean up, to purify, and to allow the holiness of God to set the standard for that cleanup. And then I like this, this next statement. Put on... Put on fresh clothes. Put on, it's not even clean clothes, it's like fresh clothes. And I was thinking about that. And you know, when you're carrying that old stuff with you, 
There's a stench. You may get used to it, but there's a spiritual stench. You could call it spiritual stink that goes with um, that goes with the territory. And when you get rid of and then you bury the things that are that really belong to your past, not to your future. And when you purify yourself and you get clean, I mean, imagine this. What if you took a, a good shower and you washed up, got all the dirt and all the stuff off of you, and then you put on your dirty, grimy, old clothes one more time? Would that make any sense? Not really. You'd feel dirty one more time. And so Jacob says, change your clothes too. And it, it's sort of symbolic of of how far you have to go. It's not enough just to put off something. It's not enough to get rid of something. We got to get clean, and then we want to be clean, dress clean, change your clothes. Don't carry the stink with you. And it's a good word for us to to examine what is it in our lives that we're having to revisit. Are there any issues that we're aware of that the Lord is saying, okay, now it's time to look at this again? I want you to see one of the benefits. This is immediately uh, following their actions. They gave Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands, the earrings, and they buried, Jacob buried them under the pistachio tree. And then verse 5, and as they journeyed or as they were traveling, the terror of the Lord or the fear of the Lord was upon the cities that were all around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So here we see something that the Lord's protection is manifest to, to not only Jacob, but to the whole community as well. Think about the situation that we're in today, in the, in the world today. It's, it's very clear that uh, the, the Western societies need protection. Is that correct? Protection from uh, Islamic jihadists, extremists, radicals. It, it's absolutely clear. And it's also clear that there's not terror upon the jihadis. They're not being restrained. I wouldn't be surprised if there's something in the house of the Lord in the house of God among God's people that needs to be cleaned up. That if if we will humble ourselves and we will turn from our wicked ways, then the Lord really will hear from heaven. And he'll cleanse things and he'll he'll renew things and, and he'll heal our land. But we can't just be pointing the finger at other people and saying, you know, it's them, it's them, it's them. You see, the people all around that are being described in verse 5, they weren't believers. They were potential enemies of Jacob and his whole uh, household. But they did not act like enemies because they were restrained. And what was it that triggered the restraint? What triggered that move of God? It was that obedience to get rid of, to purify and then to get clean and freshen up. That's what led to this. That's why they're all part of you know, one, one passage, so that we see the connection, we understand the connection. Well, I know this, the Lord wants to protect you, and you need it. 
How many feel like they could use some more protection? Well, I just want to pray for all of us, myself included, that uh, the Holy Spirit will be moving in our lives to reveal to us anything that we need to revisit, anything we need to take care of, so that we can actually move forward into greater freedom. And I'm going to pray for me. If you want me to pray for you, you can stand with me, because I'm praying for me now and you. Lord, I'm standing before you, and I'm joined by all these who are standing with me, and we say, Lord, we want to move, for, we want to move on. We want to move forward. We want to move ahead. And so we're ready to get rid of anything that uh, holds us back, anything that links us to the enemy, anything that, that uh, compromises our spiritual life and our integrity anything that brings destruction to us or others around us. Lord, we don't want to tolerate, we don't want to accept, we don't want to compromise, we want to move forward and purify ourselves. And we want to even freshen up. We want to clean ourselves up, and both on the inside and the outside, so that we can really, Lord, move forward with, with clean hearts and a clean way. We thank you, Lord, for your patience. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your love and your mercy. And above all, we thank you for your help, that you send your Holy Spirit to help us. And we bless you in the name of Yeshua, who died for us so that we could live resurrection life. In his name we pray. Amen. We're going to close with Aaron's blessing. So if you're standing by yourself, if you don't mind moving just a tad so that you're with somebody. Thank you, Mike. Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep watch over you. The Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.